Okay, I'm with Damian Montgomery. The Jessica Cabin is the feature film. He is the director, he is the writer, and he's also the star of the film. Uh, lots of roles in this feature film, right, Daniel? Lots of roles. I also edited the movie. Oh, wow. So, you edited you yourself know, then. You edited your own performance. I did. Very strange. What a strange process. Have you ever done that before? Because usually it's there's a vanity aspect where you're like, oh, I don't like the way I look here, and you can't see the performance through the vanity. Yeah, it's not the first time I've edited myself. So I have, I I, uh, filmed a pilot um, that I had a little part in editing and then um, did a short film that I also helped edit. And part of, part of, I I think what made this a little easier, this is going to sound ridiculous, but my hair is bright blue in the movie and it, that is not my natural color. Um, And it is no longer than the it was well, just you'd blue. figure yeah blue wouldn't be your natural color yeah of course um and I, I really was able i don't know i i didn't even recognize myself with that hair so it was kind of in some ways easy to see myself as somebody else you know um so it really wasn't that challenging to edit me but editing itself was a challenge all right, let's jump back a second. So this is the winner of Best Feature Film, LA LGBTQ uh, Plus Film Festival. It is a film about, uh, I guess the, the synopsis, I'll just jump down the synopsis. The, the heartbroken sure. young man finds himself trapped in a remote rental with two lonely souls. Yes. So really, it's like it's kind of a supernatural comedy, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, the sort of the short, the short synopsis is gay ghosts, is what I kind of say. Gay ghosts. Okay, that's like never, the never seen. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think the tagline that we ended up sort of coming up with was "Don't go, don't leave." Sort of a hint to you know what happens if you if you, if you stay at the Jessica cabin. You know, as 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 our lead sort of lead lead guy sort of finds out, he can't leave once he's there. Yeah, so I guess that's what happens. I guess right. You, it's like wherever you die, it's it's like you end up like. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's it's a little bit from the American Horror Story gonna, lore of Murder House that, season one, right? Like, yeah, of course, yeah, it's yeah. it's pulling from the same sort of idea that if you die somewhere then you're sort of stuck there and i think the jessica cabin sort of offers the question or are you um you know does it sure these characters these ghosts are, are, seemingly are really stuck here stuck to this place but do they have the choice to to move on and you know can they and where would that be if they did move on you know so those are that's part of the sort of the questions that are asked within the film and one would assume that it it like helps with the budget to stay in one location, I guess, right? Very much so. And this and this film was um, uh, written and designed around that particular location. You know, that was that's one of the hardest parts of of filmmaking is is location. And mm-hmm. fell in love with this spot, this actual Airbnb, and. I I just wanted to cater to it and sort of speak to its weird sort of middle of nowhere, but bright, colorful, strange environment. All right. So when did you come up with this? Uh, where were you when you wrote the screenplay? What did you, when did you, where were you when you kind of came up with this idea for this feature? So this was end of 2020. And, okay. and in the film, I, I, I star in the film with my friends, Riley Rose Critchlow and Chase Williamson, and who are both actors. And, we are very close friends and Riley had reached out to me and said, it's 2020. We're so bored. Why don't we 
find a one, why don't we find a location and just make a movie? And I am, I, I, I do a lot of writing. And so I, we sort of threw ideas around sort of as a joke to start off with. And we came up with the title first and I thought, okay, I know I want to go spooky. I know I want to go a little funny. I know I want to go a little dark and, and we had come up with this ridiculous, what I thought was ridiculous title of the Jessica cabin. And I wrote it in 10 days. It just sort of like sprung to my brain and sort of felt like sort of calling on the, the listlessness of 2020 of just feeling like you can't move, you can't go anywhere. And, you know, I felt like a ghost. I think we all did in some ways. We felt like, you know, can't connect, easily connect with people. And I sort of channeled that into this actual ghost idea. And the other half of it is both Chase and Riley came out in 2020. Chase is gay and Riley is non-binary and, and both of them have been acting for a while. And I, it, we all felt like it would be such a great opportunity for us to sort of authentically represent ourselves on screen. Um, Chase and Riley for quote, the first time Chase is for his first role as a gay man and, and Riley as, uh, you know, uh, first role as a non, non-binary performer. So um, there, it, 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 there was a couple of reasons of, of why we wanted to do it. And it just sort of organically flowed once we found that location. It just it all came together and we were filming a couple months later. So, okay, so then what was it? So you have the two, you, you have the two other actors, like what about the rest of the team? You had some producers, uh, I, this was a GoFundMe uh, uh, fundraiser. That's right, it was, yes. So I brought on board my friend, Brendan Haley, who has a production company called Lonely Spectre. And I had worked with him and the company before. And I was like, I don't, I've made a short film, I've made a pilot, but I've never made a feature film. I don't know what I'm doing. And I, reached out to Brendan and Brendan was sort of became our executive producer and kind of guided us through the process. And um, my other friend, Jenna Johnson actually owns the, the home, the home, the Jessica cabin itself. She also has a lot of experience as an actor, but also as a producer and has sort of hopped around some film festivals. And so brought her on as a producer and together we found a lean and mighty crew it was only, it was only three of us, uh, three, we had a gaffer, a DP, and then a COVID Compliance officer. That's a good one. I like that. Lean and mighty. And we even had, you know, we were all pulling double duty. Riley was also a first AD and Kylie who plays Jessica and the Jessica happened did our hair and makeup. So um, we were really trying to get bang for our buck in the safest way possible. It was definitely height of COVID. So it was kind of a challenge getting everybody together, but we wanted it to be again, mighty lean and mighty uh crew and and we did so this one this is an interesting film because i obviously was from this particular uh, lgbtq plus uh, film festival which which you know like it, it it's it's a you could be a, it's a comedy it's uh you can it's supernatural so it kind of goes in the fantasy side genre hops hopping right? genres yeah it's like you a uh, horror i know you've done some interview horror on the horror some horror sites so yes. it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, that's what we kind of want these days, I guess, or that's what kind of like stands out is the, the tone, I guess, right? Setting the, the proper tone. So for you as a director, you're kind of mixing these genres. You definitely have an ideology. You definitely have a theme and kind of like what you want to put across. Like, what about tone? Like, how were you worried about it when you're filming it? Like about like making sure that there's a, there's a certain pace 
and sure. understanding and like reality, I guess, within the context of your film. Yes. I, tone is so important to me. And my heart sort of is split between horror and comedy just in everyday life. I just love laughs and I love scares. And I think, uh, I think what, what helps sort of communicate this tone and make sure the tone uh, uh, was consistent is the fact that um, all, most of the actors in the film I've worked with for many, many years. And Riley and Chase and I have done sketch comedy together. And so we already innately have a sense of each other's uh, rhythm and sort of dry humor. And so that was it's just innate. It's just baked into what we already do and how we communicate as human beings. So to translate that into our characters, wonderful. Um, What we, I also uh, have done a lot in the horror space. So um, I'm familiar with, with scares. And I want, I really did want to set up the idea at the beginning of the film that this could be very scary. And we sort of learned about five minutes into the film that we're going into a, a, dark but still light slash funny territory Mm -hmm. so i sort of pulled from my experiences uh from doing a bunch of scary stuff i have uh i work with a company that does scary immersive theater here in la and we do a show every fall called creep la and um a lot of times and i write those shows so a lot of those shows are very scary but always have a dark sense of humor about them so um i've been i've been I've been sort of fostering this tone for years. So it was very, I had a clear idea of what I wanted going in. It's just the first time I've been able to sort of translate it on screen for, you know, more than seven minutes, basically. So would it, so uh, like, I just want to get, cause you're, you're a working actor and uh, and on your credits, uh, this is a kind of a show I'm fascinated with because it kind of jumps on the realm that we're talking about mixing genres is Barry. Yeah. You appeared a couple episodes of Barry, and uh, and it's like that's a that's a show that's like obviously it's an act. There's actually it's a comedy, but it's really not right. It's not. Especially it's the like, last it's season. Like it's steeped in dark tone. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is dark, and I and I and I would like to believe that you know the character that I played on Barry is is sort of a is literally the host of Access Hollywood is sort of is 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 sort of vapid and um, uh, uh, so solely focused on himself. And, yeah. and, you know, it, there is sort of a self-awareness as a performer, as an actor that you have to have in order to sort of communicate that tone. And I'd love that line. I love that dark comic sort of line. Yeah. Um, to, I love to be right on the, right on the edge of that line. So I would like to believe that awareness had something to do with, with me ended up getting that, you know, working on the show, but um, it is definitely a show that is, is evocative of the type of thing that interests me because it, it does sort of vacillate between, you know, that I want to laugh, but I also kind of feel like crying and it's like dark, it's dark, you know, and again, coming out of 2020, oh man, what an introspective sort of time that I, I really felt that hard. I felt the sort of the darkness and wanting to laugh at all of it. And so that combined with, you know, just my innate sensibilities, I think led to that sort of, I wouldn't say Barry-esque tone, but yeah. a tone that is dark 
and light at the same or dark and funny at the same time yeah the quick segue before we get to your film because i guess the role that you're playing i guess it's like a wink wink of making fun or of those type of interviews and making totally. fun of the industry i guess right it's sort of like his the, his version barry bill Hader. i think you wrote that episode the episodes you're yes. in is that it's like this is how create this is how insane the industry can be at times i guess right absolutely and i think this this you know the scene that i one of the scenes that I'm in, Bill Hader tells a story of of being uh, being interviewed, and you know this this interviewer asking these heavy, deep questions, and then immediately pivoting to who you know who should be who should play Spider Man. Who should be Spider Man? You know? And then like shutting <laughs> it off. It was and funny, that's, yeah. It, it's and it and the scene that scene initially as is as it always goes was much longer, so there was more sort of you know turning it on and seeing the reporter turning it on and turning it off for the camera, you know, it's just playing into that satirical big old hard wink at the industry. Yeah. It's like the character to give people a backstory. It's like the character, uh, she's run, run, created this TV show and she's created like, uh, like she, uh, she's been abused but in a, in a relationship. So just tell, tell us about being abused and like how hard that was and portraying that role. Then it's like, and then like not even a second later, like who should be the next Spider-Man? It's like going yes. from that tone, right? Going that, to that shift. So good job. Like it was a great, you did, you did a great Thank job. You. So yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Derek Goldberg, I guess you worked with, I guess, right? Yes, that's right. Gotcha. Yeah. As you can see, I'm a fan of the show. I'm like fascinated. It's a great by, like, show. Your film too, because it's about like, that's the new era. I feel that we're in, we're kind of mixing these genres, right? Like, and we're yeah. like, you can because you Barry couldn't be 10 years ago. You couldn't make that show 10 years ago because you're like, it's got to be a hard drama, or it's got to be a hard comedy, I guess, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it is a little hard to sort of describe, but like once you see it, you get it, you know. Yeah. And I feel like the Jessica Cabin is similar, you know. There it, it it's a lot of different things, but once you see it, I think you get it. Yeah, no, it's like and they said it's but as a director, you're kind of guiding the ship, and it's like tone is like key because it's like it can't go. You have to kind of create this kind of mixture, I guess, right? Like, because they can't, as soon as the audience, like, and I've seen this a million times watching films, of course, that don't get, don't get accepted to the festival, where like, they're, I see what they're trying to do, but it's like, it goes off in direction and then the audience gets lost, right? We don't, we don't believe, yeah. we don't believe the, the scene anymore, the moment anymore, right? So does that make yeah, sense? You wanna, you, yeah, you want to, yeah, you want to take care. I mean, that's also something I learned in editing a little bit was, you know, you really want to take care of your audience and sort of yeah. follow their journey. And we did, you know, we, the film is an hour and 12 minutes, I think maybe third, you know, rounding up an hour and 13, but mm -hmm. the, the first cut was an hour and 35. And there was stuff that I cut out because I just felt like, um, it maybe was, it was starting to do that. You know, it was starting to sort of veer in a direction of like, we don't need this. Like maybe this is taking the audience in a direction that, you know, felt fun at the time while we were filming or on the page. But then when I finally see the finished product, I think like, we don't need that. Then that, that takes it too silly or that like, we're spending too much time wallowing in this, in this, in this sadness. And it's starting to feel like we're taking ourselves way too seriously. I just wanted to keep that sort of self-aware tone throughout, you know, and felt and feel like, that I, that I was taking care of the audience. And I'm like, I'm in it with you. Like I, I get where you're seeing and, and I, sure, I want to leave you with some questions, but I want to make sure that you're on the ride with me. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like I said, it is supernatural. It's like, but 
so we have to believe that this that this this occurs like do you believe in these these characters exist in the supernatural world that we're having this conversation that there could be people behind us right um, uh, do you believe in that you know i would i would like <laughs> to i really would i'm such a like horror guy all the way have i had a personal encounter with a ghost sure i've had some weird things happen but i'd like to believe i'd like to believe that yes maybe there's a you know a blue-haired guy behind me just watching me all day every day um i hope he's not bored <laughs> yeah no it's because it's like these, these these are sad people but it, it's yeah. funny when you're talking like when like obviously from it's like the audience is the only one in on the world that you've created, I guess. Right. So the two yes. characters like, so, but then, so when you're invading the person's space, right. Like when someone's going to the bathroom or you're, they're sitting on the couch, whatever like that you're making us laugh, but it's like, there's something very sad about it, I guess too. Right. So it's like that laughter, sadness, like a uh, combination. Yes. Right. It, 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 there is that sadness there, you know, and part of the film really is, you know, learning in the first 10 minutes that you can laugh there, there is a sadness of these characters just utter, like utterly bored watching these people and, and sort of uh, these people that have rented the cabin and just watching every detail of their lives while at the same time trying to keep themselves entertained by remembering funny things that happened to them when they were alive mm -hmm. or remembering what their favorite meals were when they were alive to sort of just keep the feeling of anything um, exciting and interesting happening. And as, as the ghosts sort of stay longer and longer and longer, they begin to forget that stuff. And there is some sort of sadness there. And there is a humor in the fact that like they're, they're sharing these ridiculous memories that are ridiculous, but, they're not funny anymore because they've heard them a thousand times and it doesn't seem weird for them to watch, you know, watch this guy just pee because like they have nothing else to do, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's an allegory of the, of the lock of 2020, right. We're like, 100%. We're yeah. We're locked inside and they're like bored out of their minds, I guess. Right. Yeah. And that's really where I felt that's, that's how I felt when I was, when I was writing the film, I really, I, you know, I felt for the, obviously I'm taking to an extreme that they're ghosts and they're dead, but I, you know, I think we all felt a little bit like that during a lot of 2020 of just, you know, what do I, what do I do with my time if I can't leave the house and I've seen everything I want to see and, you know, what do I do? So I, I kind of wanted to have that that feeling live within the film to sort of, you know, I don't know, process or metabolize those, those feelings that I was feeling just as a human being, you know, just creating, you know, something, um, creating a film out of it, basically, basically. Yeah. So what did you think about uh, the audience? Uh, sent you that we sent you the audience feedback. What did you think? Yes. I, I thought the audience feedback was pretty incredible, frankly. And I, you know, I knew that that was part of this festival, of course, submitting and going into it. But um, you know, I, I will say that I, the feedback that I, th that the film received was wonderfully validating, first of all, because I, you know, put this out into the world and didn't know how people react and truly, madly, deeply, they were the reactions that I wanted to elicit from a viewer, from an audience. So I felt, I felt wonderful that 
that it that um that it connected with people. I also felt there were there were a couple, there was some feedback that was constructive and that I absolutely agree with and absolutely feel. And I also thought that was wonderfully validating in a way, you know, so there, so the majority of the feedback was, well, all of the feedback, frankly, was really helpful to hear, really validating to hear and um, exciting to hear because I had only up until then I had only, I, I, we still haven't really seen the movie with an odd. We've never seen the movie with an audience. I've only seen it with Riley or, you know, with myself on my TV, you know, I, it was exciting to see that somebody outside of the team got it. Um, it was really, really, really wonderful. It really was. So I guess it's, you're just starting the festival circuit. So hopefully in Los Angeles, you're in Los Angeles. So hopefully you'll be able to, I am make your dream and like see it in front of an audience, I guess. Right. Yes. Yeah. We, we are, we got into a, a couple of festivals this fall. Um, not in LA, but we will be in Palm Springs and Seattle and London. It's LA Palm Springs. Yeah. Yeah. Technically. <laughs> um, so, yeah. you know, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, what a, like this festival was such a wonderful way to, um, start the Jessica Cabin's journey. Saw it here first, you know, it really felt, um, I can't tell you how tickled and excited um, I have been to be a part of the festival. So you should, you should be proud. You must be proud of yourself. Like your first feature film, you directed it and, uh, and you, you succeeded like, Oh, so far you've succeeded. It's like, it must be like a really, like, I know, cause it's so difficult to make a feature. I know it's like it's, you said, you gotta, it's you gotta, so hard. Yeah. It's so <laughs> Every, hard. Right. Like I think any, I, I think people quote know that, yeah. but you know, it was just, and I'm sure every filmmaker feels this way, but it just felt like every step of the way, there was something that popped up that was like, this isn't going to happen yeah. for you. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, with every single element of the film. Yeah. So um, I am proud. I'm proud of what we've done and, and, and the, the final product and i i really am um i'm pleased that the tone uh, was, has been communicated and i think it looks gorgeous and i'm happy i just i also can't i think the world of the other actors in in the film i just they're my best friends so i'm biased but um i also and they were, it was written for them so i just think they're incredible and i can't wait for more people to see their performances frankly i just think they should get awards and awards and awards for what they did. It's just so good. Just to jump back to what you're saying before, it's like I, I've, I've alluded this a few times where, where like when you're making a film, the craziest things happen to like to, to, to the crazy, the, like in one in a million, like these crazy things happen where it's like you're it's like the universe is telling you we don't want your creation and you got to push with the universe and saying, yes, you do. And then a battle. Like, right and it's just like you gotta say yeah. armor yeah yeah we had i it was our second to last day of filming and it was the um we were filming all this the there's a date that happens between my character and chase's character sort of moment um all our sort of romantic stuff and and we sort of left that for the end because it was an eight page scene and and we were staying in separate, all of us were, I stayed at the actual cabin where we were filming, but there was an Airbnb down the road where some of the crew was staying and literally, it's a little gross, but literally the toilet exploded during that, um, that day. And I had to go handle that. You know, I had to go and 
and, you know, plunge and speak with the owner and get every, the crew moved from that Airbnb to another Airbnb and rush back to film those scenes. And in between scene takes, I was texting and calling with the owner of that Airbnb to sort of solve that plumbing issue. And I just thought, how is this happening right now? And it was at night too. It wasn't, it was like late at night. We, we, they moved into a new Airbnb at 2 AM when we finished filming. So you had to be a plumber as well, I guess. I literally, I had to go and buy a, like, I had to get a plunger (laughs) and go like assess the situation. I thought, is this going to be a special skill on my resume now? Like I, it was wild. And that was just one of, you know, something like that happened every day. I just was, I thought, oh man, we have one more day, one more day. Can't we just, but the crew, you know, the crew was wonderful too. They were very they are very sweet about it, but we, they had to pack up and move for their final night. Wild, really wild. That is wild. Yeah. Well, like, li- listen, man, this is a great film. Like I said, you, seen, you said you're getting some festivals in the fall. I wish you the best. Are you going to you gonna, you get the buggy and you keep making more films. Thank you-, you. Yes. You know, I have two, I have two in pre-production right now. I am not directing those, but I did write them and they're horror movies. So that is, that's what's next. Um, and Are you going to act um, in them as well? or I'm going to be acting in them, yes. But um, for for writing, directing, editing, oh man, the, every time, during the process, I thought never again, never again. And I absolutely will do it again. I've been, <laughs> writing, works, non- right? been writing nonstop. So there there will definitely be more. Because <laughs> there's, there's, the, there's the satisfaction to the pain and the, there and is. the stress, right? I know yeah, it is. That's, just, that's the bug, right? Where it's like you go through so much pain and sorrow, but then it's done and it's like there forever. Not, nobody can take that away. And it's like, oh, I know I, I, yeah. I miss it. I miss, I miss yeah, like the miss late, it. I miss the late hours. I miss it's a dysfunctional the, relationship. That's what it is. It is. And I'll, I'll be in it for the rest of my life, I think. So, you know, I'm on, I'm on board. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk again when you make your next film. Uh, congratulations let's. on this one. And I'm Thank really, I'm, I'm honored to, we're honored to show it right off the bat. Thank and, you. Uh, I hope it I, does you all get to get to the distribution, gets everything you want from the film. Yes. Thank you. I can't thank you all enough. Really, really. I couldn't be more pleased. And I'm thank you for including it and for letting me best feature. One, two, three, four, five, six.